Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out, space. Out, space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy, and if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one. Pecking Order. Written by Ack1308. Backstory. Humanity got into space and first contact with a species descended from crabs called the Medicurb because puny names are puny. For various psychological and physiological reasons, they were stalled at the late 20th century tech level. So, we decided to help them out. Besides, they were nice guys. To aid in a cross-species integration, a human colony has been established on their world, and we have people working alongside them in mundane jobs. Now, read on. Chersk twitched his eye stalks as he rubbed the top of his brain case with his upper right manipulator, while scratching his back plates with his lower left. In his other manipulators, he held a flimsy list on it. On the list was a name, one that he was unfamiliar with. In fact, he had trouble even pronouncing it. Okay, this is probably a misprint, but is there someone called D'Avid Stiles here? Yes, affirmative, present I am. The accent was atrocious, but the words were understandable. Tursk stared at the human, pushed his way forward between the other workers. At least... He assumed the newcomer was a male, from what little he understood of the aliens. Their females were hyper-evolved memory glands on the upper torsos. This one had a bright yellow covering on its head. Some sort of heavy covering for his manipulators, more coverings for his feet, and his clothing was an odd shape of dull blue. His head only came up to Chersk's upper set of shoulders, and he looked absurdly skinny next to the bulky workers. You're a human, Tursk said, already behind the alien chuckles and murmurs beginning to spread. Yes, the Arvid Stiles. Too many syllables. Look back at him. Does exist problem? Are you sure you can handle this work? Tursk spread his upper arms to encompass the sight. It can be rough. The alien's mouth widened and opened to show a sharp white uh, teeth, they were called, made of bone or at least calcium. Just understood that humans chewed up meat with them. Was this a threat display in response to a challenge? Construction, I, uh, worked before here I came. Just resisted the urge to step back. He was the foreman here, not this, uh, what do I call you? I can't keep saying Arvid Stiles. The flexible lips moved with his teeth again. You say wrongly, not stop in between. David Stiles. The alien ran the names together. I called David all styles, not both. He was more fluent. Perhaps he had explained this many times. Good, great. I call you styles then. It was marginally easier to pronounce. Yes, you named just... He almost got it right, which was impressive given his lack of pseudomandibles. Yes, but everyone here calls me foreman or boss. Respect, after all, was important. I say boss. Good, Trist inflated his primary and secondary lungs. All right, you lay about. Show and tell is over. You can gawk at the alien later. Right now, we got a job to do. 
Still muttering to one another, the workers began to disperse, some still looking back at the human who stood alone before Trisked. What do I do, boss? asked Styles. Asked Styles. Well, first I've got to check you out on the machinery, Trisked decided. If you can't handle them, I'll put you on the shovel work. And if you can't handle that, then I'll find out who sent you and yell at them a bit. Yes, Trisked got the impression that Styles wanted to say more, but didn't have the words yet. That was fine with him. He wasn't here to chat. The smaller dirt mover was standing unattended nearby. He led Styles to the vehicle and climbed up into it. Start. Pressing the start button caused the heavy machine to burst into life. Stop. Pressing the same button for the bit longer killed the engine. Styles nodded. Start. Stop. Yes. With the machine still off, Jersk manipulated other controls. Scoop up, scoop down, forward, backward, turn left, turn right. Understand? Yes, boss. The answer was too swift, too ready for Trishk's liking. Still, the human was showing willingness, so he climbed down. Get up there and show me what you can do. Styles climbed up into the machine. He spent a few moments adjusting the seat so that his appendages could reach the controls properly, which Trishk approved of. Then he hit the start button. The machine kicked over with a roar. He did not set it into motion yet, apparently playing randomly with the controls until he found the one that fed more fuel to the engine. Then he did that unsettling thing with his teeth again and set the machine in motion. Every worker Jirsk had ever trained in dirt movers started off at a crawl until they got used to the idea of moving faster than their own legs could propel them. Not Stiles. He took off at a blast of fumes, swerving a little through the side, but definitely under control. Stopping, he backed up in a circle one way and then another, turning his head. Wait, humans could do that? The slender necks, which looked absurdly fragile, suddenly took on a new significance. Humans could turn their heads to look behind them. Just hadn't known that before. While the foreman was still absorbing this notion, Stiles drove the dirt mover over to a large pile of dirt that had been excavated to make way for the foundation of the current construction. The controls for the scoop were designed to be used by lower manipulators, while the upper were driving machine. But Stiles seemed to be doing just fine with only two. His technique was a bit rough and ready, but he filled the scoop and dirt and took it a little way from the pile. Tersk walked closer, curious, by the time he got there, two more scoopfuls had joined the first. Styles was maneuvering the machine around the small pile of dirt, doing something with the scoop. As he stood there watching, Kurt joined him. What's he doing? Just spread out all four manipulators to show uncertainty. Not sure. Showing off, I think. How long's he been practicing with that dirt mover? Kurt sounded a little envious. He still wasn't very good on it. Showed him how just now. Well, crap. Apparently humans are fast learners. Let's hope he's a real fast learner. Something in tone caught Jirsk's attention. What do you mean? Look to your right. Jirsk did so, a fool turning his torso. Virtus was standing at a small distance away with several of his cronies in tow. The burly troublemaker was glaring at the human as, unaware, he put the finishing touches on what he was doing. The dirt mover backed away, leaving a perfectly square pile of dirt that had been expertly shaped and flattened by the flat underside of the scoop. Styles shut the dirt mover down and jumped off of it and trotted up to Chirst. Approval requested, boss. That's pretty impressive, Styles, the foreman allowed. You've used this machine before. 
Not these, Styles explained. Same, but different. Similar. Gotcha. Just click these pseudo-mandibles in approval. You've used machines like these on other ones as well. Turning, he pointed to the construction equipment with his upper left manipulator. Yes, can learn, Styles said. I'll bet you just can, just agreed silently. The human was almost unnervingly competent, while not showing any signs of boastfulness. Well, you're on the dirt mover for the morning. This is Kukurst. He'll tell you what you need to do. The human moved his head forward and back on that absurdly slanted neck. Was this some sort of signal? Yes. Then he turned to Kukurst, without moving his torso, startling with the other worker. His accent was still atrocious, but he just got about the name right. You tell, I do. Clicked his pseudo-mandibles. You're weird, but I like you already. He pointed over to the far side of the worksite. Meet me over there. I got some work for you. Just watch them go, and then turn to search for Vistus. That the other worker was nowhere to be seen. Planning some sort of mischief, no doubt. Well, when it happens, I'll just have to put a stop to it. Stinking human. The words, loudly spoken, dropped into the middle of the lunchtime murmur like a large rock into a quiet pond. Kukutsk stood apparently, turning from side to side to see if he could spot Chursk. But the foreman wasn't here. The speaker, Verks, of course, was advancing on Styles as the latter sat eating something from a box that he'd brought with him. Kukutsk wasn't sure if he wanted to know what was was exactly. He had caught glimpses of the human's teeth from time to time and knew that they denoted a carnivorous diet, omnivorous at the very least. Styles did not stand up, nor did he shrink into the submissive pose. Instead, he turned that weirdly flexible neck so that he was looking up at Vertix. Apologies, sweat to cool makes smell. Vertix, I must have taken the pose of a submissive anyway, because he stepped closer threatening. You need to take your stinking human self away from our work site. You're not wanted here. Step forward. Leave him alone. He's a good worker, and I can't even smell the sweat he's talking about. Pseudo-mandibles spread out in wide anger. Shut your food hole, cooker. Abbreviation could have been friendly if he and Vertix knew each other better, but they didn't, and it wasn't. Used in this fashion, it was an insult. Step forward, these manipulators flexing. Two of Vertix's cronies came to meet him. Stay out of this, one of them said. It's between Vertix and the human. Pseudo-mandibles spread wide and he clenched his manipulators. He figured that he could take one of them on, and maybe two if he was lucky but he didn't want to start a fight. Appreciation. It was Styles setting his food down. The human stood up, looking positively weedy next to the bulky Vertz. Action unnecessary. I am capable. A few brief moments, Kurt thought that this was as far as it would get, that Vertz would not actually start a fight. Then the troublemaker, upper right manipulator, swung through the air, striking Styles in the shoulder. The human went sprawling, but rolled to his feet almost instantly. No outer integument internal skeleton makes them much more flexible, huh? Vertix had not realized this yet. He was still turning to face his victim by the time Styles was standing once more. Styles rubbed his shoulder. Query, totality? I'll show you totality, you. Vertix umbered forward, but the human wasn't there anymore, displaying a speed and agility that he simply hadn't bothered for use before. Styles darted past his attacker, but to where he had been seated. 
for a moment Chris thought that Styles was being smart. Running away from the physically superior opponent was an intelligent thing to do after all. But then the human stopped and picked up something. It was a metal wrench, long and heavy, something that the weaker lower extremity would not be able to handle. Styles was hefting it in one hand with ease. This gave Krzysztof a certain insight into how human musculature systems worked. Apparently, they're more efficient than ours. Krzysztof was still turning around when Styles hit him with the wrench. Everyone there heard the sickening crack of the outer segment breaking. Krzysztof let out a piercing scream as his upper left appendage fell to his side. Styles hefted the wrench up again, surveying the group. His weirdly mobile lips pulled back from his teeth once more. Krzysztof had no doubt that this was a threat display this time. He felt a stab of fear deep in the pit of his third stomach. Styles was a carnivore, and the fact that they had him surrounded had outnumbered him didn't seem to bother the human at all. The speed that he can move? I'm not surprised. He could tag us all before we landed another blow on him. Query. Others wish same... The stilted way of speaking somehow made the human more menacing. Not less, he gestured with the wrench, and everyone took a half step away from him. Brux was swaying on his feet, upper right appendage clutching where Styles had crippled the upper left. Clarification, blow was not strong. Come on, I didn't hit you that hard. Yes, it was that hard. Chris found himself speaking up. He was not going to be using that appendage for at least half a year, maybe more. Excrement. Apologies, ignorance. Kursk made a noise of amusement. It was Bert that it was ignorant. He shouldn't have picked on you. What the crap is going on here? It was Kursk's voice. He didn't sound at all pleased. Everyone turned towards him and backed away. Before he turned away from Styles, Kursk saw the human lowering the wrench and covering his teeth again. Kursk's pseudo-mandibles were spread wide as he glared at the assembled workers. I turn my back for one lunch break, and you're already attacking the human. I thought we were better than that. Boss, it was Stiles talking. He didn't sound angry, but then Chris didn't know what angry human sounded like. The human not injured can work. And what about Brux? He's definitely injured. The human made a strange motion with his shoulders. Right. Endoskeleton. Flexible. But it still looks weird. Strikes same force as he. Ignorant fragility. Tursk seemed to be working that out. You hit him as hard as he hit you, and you didn't know how easy we are to hurt. That weird motion again. Yes, apologies. Tursk couldn't figure out the human. He was a carnivore through and through. That was for certain. Tursk had hit him hard enough to crack the integument, but his appendage was still perfectly serviceable. The return blow had been too fast to dodge, and would have killed Tursk had it impacted his brain case. With all that, he'd been defending himself and had chosen what he thought was a non-damaging strike and had apologized for crippling his attacker. Jersk's pseudo-mandibles eased together again. I'll escort Brzsk to get an appendage looked at. Perhaps they can glue or weld the integument walls enough to hold together. In the meantime, can the rest of you behave yourselves? Oh, I don't think that's going to be a problem, Christ observed. Everyone was still staring at the human. He gestured to Stiles. You want to sit and talk while we eat? Agreement, Stiles said, and retrieved his box. Talk about what? Well, for starters, Christ began, where did you learn to fight like that? The human, weirdly mobile face made an expression that Christ didn't understand. Fight? 
Not fight, just strike. The odd motion of the two flexible shoulders. Fight, strike harder. Oh, crap. He crippled Berks by accident. That wasn't even a fight to him. He can look behind himself, take a hit that would crack my integument, and move faster than anything I've ever seen before. I am definitely never pissing any humans off. Ever. Around them, the lunch break went on. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below for you to help with. But the easiest way would be to share this video. And if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. I will see you all in the next episode, and I hope that you all have a fantastic time until then. Cheers.